You just want to design good football plays. You can't determine who they decide to cover and who they don't cover. As long as we can execute good football plays and put our guys in position, we don't care. Trust me, we don't care who catches it, whatever happens after. We feel as though we got enough good football players that if we can get the football in their hands, they'll make enough plays for us. Well, the big guys inside get doubled a lot, so that creates a lot of space for him, and Shaq's just taking advantage of it. I mean, he's playing hard. He has an array of moves that he just tries to do, and it worked out for him. they got to block you no matter what, but when you put three sacks on film and four other hits on the quarterback, do you expect to pay a little more attention maybe toward, toward you? Yeah, if they do, else, right? yeah, obviously, yeah, if they do, we got uh, the guys on the inside who's been getting pressure. we got Carl on the other side. So, hey, so let's just pick your poise. <laughs> That's what yeah. that is, pick your poise. And welcome back to the Real Bucks Talk Podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Michael Plus, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Ramirez. And we are heading into week three of the NFL season, Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting the New York Giants. Mark, how are we doing tonight? I'm excited to have a podcast, excited to talk Bucks, and it feels like it's been forever waiting for this game. It's just been, what, three extra three extra days? Thursday? Yeah, 10 Friday, day, Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. 10 so day layoff. So. It just feels like it's been so damn long. Yeah. Uh, but excited. Um, you feel like there's an energy that we should win this game. But I mean, it's still it's so early. No one, no one really knows anything. I mean, we we think we know. Mm-hmm. We hope we know. It's just we got to go out there and execute. Yeah, I mean, we're facing a desperate team. Uh, Giants are zero and two. You know, Bucks are one and one. So both teams are still trying to establish um, themselves. And and you know, the Giants are trying to get on a roll. The Bucks are trying to continue to build momentum going into you know the the second half of their season coming up or the road stretch that's you know bound. Upon them, so, but anyway, I think we're going to first open it up uh, for questions, and then we'll get into uh, the game after that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, first, this always goes to the to the email first. Tommy Travis sent us a, an email. He says, "I know it's still early, but if this defense without JPP can continue to get pressure and the sacks keep coming, and from other players, do we bring back JPP in late October, November?" Or if we're in a playoff push, wait until he is fully healthy and save him for the playoffs. That's one of two questions. Answer that first. Uh, yeah, JPP, once he's 100% and cleared by the doctors, he's going to be back in there. I don't think they're going to hold back anything. Um, once he's good, they, he'll be right in there with the mix. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it was a non-surgical repair of his letting time heal the neck. Mm-hmm. I think it's just... Like we mentioned a while back, let them rehab it. The bone's healed. Now it's just get that mobility and stability back in his neck. And, I mean, pe- people may think, oh, he's on his last. Why would he do that? I mean, it's not like it affected a nerve. If, if it did, then, yeah, okay, we don't may not know the whole story. But if bones can heal, mm-hmm. it's tendon and nerve. It, they're a little shaky sometimes. So, uh, I yeah, I would, I would hope to have him back whenever he's ready. I wouldn't push anything let him fully get healthy and if it's late october or november i'd be more than happy i wouldn't 
he'll he's going to be want to be on the field more than the coaches will allow him probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. But yeah, I with answering that, I would say whenever the coaches and him both agree, he should be out there, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, next question was with how Kevin Minter stepped in for Devin White against Carolina and played lights out, relaying the calls to top from top bowls. And if White is out a couple games with that MCL, does Minter keep that starting MLB oh, middle linebacker spot because of his play, or do you think they put White back out there to run the defense? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's another one where, you know, once White's good to go and healthy, he's going to be back in there full full time. Yeah, that, that, that's an easy one to answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Devin White was the fifth overall pick. Yeah, he's going to be in there. He Like, they pretty much handed him the keys and said, go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just a bonus to have Kevin Mentor. I mean, that's, that's just – goes where you know it's good to have depth and we have that uh in plenty at the middle linebacker spot so yeah Devin White will be back yeah I think Arians even said that again about how he loves our depth at middle linebacker mm-hmm. uh, so let's go now to the Twitter questions so remember guys if you have a question send it to our email we always try and shoot it out there but it's realbuckstalk at gmail.com if you have questions that you're wondering about earlier in the week and we haven't gotten to the podcast, like today, we it's a Friday. We normally don't record on a Friday. But if you're wondering, you just want to have it answered because we get a crap ton of things on Twitter. It's kind of hard to remember all of them. So we will always read questions from our email first and then go on to the Twitter questions after. Mm-hmm. But let's go on to the next one. So this is uh, – oh, Tommy says he emailed us. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, get is, the uh, Andrew one here. This is pretty fun. Go ahead. You go. Yeah. Uh, this is from Andrew, uh, A underscore Katz, Katzman, 83. That's K-A-T-Z-M-A-N. Uh, he says, the in- uh, I guess he's saying New Jersey Vagiants <laughs> fans are jack-offs, and I hope they have a miserable time. I completely agree with that statement. So, yeah, right there with you, Andrew. It's just New York fan in general. Yeah. <laughs> and I fully agree as well. Yeah. And... Go Bucks! <laughs> yeah. And then the next one from Callum, uh, he's talking about here. Let's see. I'm not trying to jinx the guy, but if if uh, Santos missed that 40 yard field goal last week and Panthers scored that one yard play, the media and and fans would have their pitchforks out for gay. Oh, okay. So I guess he meant gay in the beginning there. Um, I know we could say everything is hypothetical, but gay has not proven himself to be auto- exactly automatic. Um, and then he responds, why is this not being discussed like it was all by all media last year with Santos? I think he was just gesturing that if any kicker of ours would have missed a kick, okay. it would have been yeah. shit storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's because we would always lose a game based off of a kicker. We right. won this game. Yeah. It it doesn't – it's not sour because it didn't really happen. There was no salt mm-hmm. in the wound because a kicker missed a field goal. Right. We all know his, his little range of 40 yards – yeah. For some dumb reason, he just, he's not the best at. It was like 40 to 49, but 50 he gets better. Makes mm-hmm. no damn sense. Yeah. yeah, Is it a pressing issue? I wouldn't say just yet. Yeah. I mean, it's his first missed kick, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not going to make them all. I think Arian said it too. So does he need to fix that little 40-yard range? Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. That's the one spot. Because usually fix. that's what the kick is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 50 is if you really need it. And you haven't gotten there yet. A majority of our kicks will be thirty to forty, you would think. Yeah, it's from the right hash he, he struggles with in the little forty yard, forty to forty two yard range. Um, but yeah, he, he he'll fix that, and hopefully that's what we see uh, going forward. He doesn't miss that again uh, for the rest of the year. That'd be nice. But kickers are going to miss. I mean, it happens. I mean, 
every kicker is, I think, missing field goals uh, so far. So, And why media hasn't discussed it is because media always likes to point a finger, and we won the game. So they're going to point the finger at the defense doing so well right? instead of mentioning something that bad that did happen. Mm-hmm. right? So if it was a bad result, they're going to point at the bad biggest thing. That, that's what media likes to do. Mm-hmm. They don't like to look in depth at the whole damn game at 60 minutes. They look at one thing. Well, that's why you like to listen to us, that we'll go more in-depth into it. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, So that was it for the questions. We kind of put it out there mm-hmm. a little early. But uh, I also wanted to talk about, since Ronnie Barber is getting inducted into the Ring of Honor, he's, like I said, the 13th guy. I put a poll out just seeing what everyone wanted it. Like, so 13 Buccaneers are up there. And I was wondering who else they would think would be in the Ring of Honor next. Some people were saying, oh, Pump the brakes. It doesn't have to be one every year. I didn't mean that, if you're, if you're listening. I just mean, like, who else is worthy in your mind? I mean, people even suggested, oh, Jerome McCoy maybe later down the road would get that. Okay, but as of right now, who would you think is most in line, pretty much? Since Rondé, most value, like, he is very much worthy of that. His whole career was here. He deserves it, blah, blah, blah. My question was, who do they expect? Right now, it's... 333 votes in, it's Monty Kiffin, 38%, Simeon Rice, 37%. So it's right there. It's close. Work Dunn's at 22%. And then other, I think people put like James Wilder, James Wilder Jr. That'd be a good one. And Or not Jr., forgive me, Senior. Mm-hmm. Someone put Hardy Nickerson. Hardy Nickerson would be a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then other comments about AI, about people we put on there, like people loving Work Dunn. I think eventually he should, but. Yeah, my biggest one was I thought it was Monty Kiffin. Mm-hmm. And for what he did to this defense, it wasn't just Dungey. Like, Kiffin stayed when Dungey left. Right. And he kept this defense to be how elite it was. And I just I just think everyone needs to respect that and remember that. Because he, he's not a person to go unknown here in Tampa. I don't, how do you feel about that? No, I agree with that. I, and if you follow their pattern of, you know, how they've selected the Ring of Honor, um, you know, members, I, I think. You know, a coach like Monty Kiffin would probably be the next in line. It seems like they have some type of coach, um, you know, being put in there every every so often. So I know Dungey, I think, was the last one to be put in, and they had Gruden in there. Um, but, yeah, Monty Kiffin was definitely a big part of the defense from 96 to all the way up to 2008, I mean, until he left. I mean, yeah. they it was a great run, um, and really nothing changed. And it was just – it was kind of like you know how the Patriots are, are run now, where they can just flip yeah, guys in system. and out, and they just they knew what to do, and they did it the right way. They uh, they drafted, they developed those guys, and then once the other guys left, they had someone to step right in for you know to take over. So, and and Ronnie Barber was one of those guys. He took over for Donnie Abraham once once he left for you know free agency, and and just him and Brian Kelly. BK, the yeah. old BK way. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think Bonnie's definitely deserving. And then Simeon's right there, too, though. I mean, getting him as far as a free agent pickup in 2000, I think it was 2000, and he really had a, a great, great run. Um, so, yeah. yeah he, he's just nasty. <laughs> like everything about his personality, the way he played the game, how he – the cockiness, the dancing on the field with Sap, like those two were like a perfect monster. Oh yeah, he knew it wasn't just Sap; it was both of them together. Yeah. Simeon knew he was going to win, like most yeah. of the time. Like, yeah. he, like borderline, 
how athletic and how beastly he is. It's like what Clowney should be or what I don't know. He just he was just good. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I, w- I was wanted to touch on this. Like you said, we talked behind out of the podcast about how it's pretty much an owner's decision, right? I'm wondering why the hell isn't it everyone's decision? Why isn't it like the fans' decision, media, and owners all collectively thinking who should we put in this? I mean, the fans are the ones rooting for these guys, right? We see them. Every, we see these names all over the the stadium every time we go to watch a game, like, and we, we all like remember moments, right? Right. So that because like that was a like this, this is all spurning off of a question that a patient had at at work. They're like, oh well, why why is Rondé going up, and what makes? Because this is a good point. Mike Allstott is up there, and he didn't really have that many good stats, but he's up there. Is it because he's only a fan favorite? And yeah, he had Pro Bowls, but was he really that great of a fullback? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, I, I kind of see that point. And yeah, but to me, yeah, I loved him. He was, I have a picture of him on my wall right next to me. So I loved him as a fan. He was A train, like, mm-hmm. and he turned into A plane or airplane, whatever the hell they did. <laughs> but he was just cool, and you loved to see him when he was out there. It's like what you would think we would make some system of let's have the fans have a vote media depend on what they thought and then also management yeah like the owner obviously makes the final decision but there should be some little checks and balances because we all go through this emotional roller coaster of loving guys or hating them and just seeing them come back up i mean someone brought up martin grammatica he's probably our points leader in franchise history probably right close should he be on there (laughs) if he's that highly of a points leader i mean yeah. plus he was the kicker that majority of made majority of the points when we were we couldn't score shit back in the day <laughs> like we i remember 12 9 games where he made all 12 points yeah. so i mean i mean there is val- valuable points for him and he's still in the community he's still in the tampa area mm. people see him especially at the casino <laughs> but i mean he's he's still around so i don't know i just thought it was a cool topic to bring up before we talk about the giants yeah, I mean, I'm not going to argue with you. I think there should be more voice input or, you know, more opinion put into the matter as far as who who gets selected and, you know, the overall selection process I think could use work. Um, again, we I don't know personally if the ownership doesn't reach out, you know, to fans or doesn't reach out to um, the media and, and ask around and, you know, we, I just Bucks Twitter outlets, you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just I don't know that information, so I'm sure it, it, they do a really good job of making sure it's thorough process and make sure they get the right guys. I think so far, you know, everyone they put in there has been, I think, well deserved. Um, you know, as far as being in the Ring of Honor, so you know, um, yeah, I, I I don't know how you. I think it's a good idea. I just don't know where that process would start. You know. As far as getting that going, well, you start with the the Twitter dominant. Pe- no, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I thought that was a, a cool question that no, I wanted to look into. And, yeah, no, it's definitely and good. It's, and it's our team, yeah. right? And so, like, fans should have some say. Yeah, and who they see every Sunday when they go to a game, they're looking around the stadium, like, oh, who's that? Because like kids these days, they look at Jimmy Giles up there. Who they yeah. don't know who the hell that is. No, they don't. Or even probably some Paul Gruber. Like, no one knows who that is. Yeah. Or even Leroy Selman. They probably don't That's know. That's sad. Oh. Yeah. He's our first Hall of Famer. You'd think they ho- yeah. wish they would know. But still, I mean, 
shit, I asked a patient that was 19 today, oh, do you, have you seen Bad Boys? She said no. <laughs> I go, you know who Martin Lawrence is? She said no. I go, oh, my God. Uh, uh, but, yeah, all right, let's yeah. go on to Bucks. Uh, uh, that's our world. But still, like, I, I would say fans should have more of a topic in that. But with that said, we're done with that. Let's go on to the big game. Mm-hmm. Bucks versus Giants at home. Ray J, 405. Daniel Jones, rookie quarterback. Yeah. My favorite quarterback in this draft QB, out of Duke. QB1. QB1 for us, big time. Like, he just has all the attributes you like. He may not have the elite arm strength that, like, a Jameis Winston would have, but he reads plays. He gets it out quick. He has He's mobile, like Arians and Todd Bowles and all these guys like to mention. He's not that mobile, mm-hmm. but he is mobile. He's not Peyton Manning, but <laughs> he's not a statue, but he's not Kaepernick since that name always keeps coming up. I don't know why. Um but he's a good quarterback. The thing is, he's a rookie. Yeah. Send the dogs in. That's <laughs> my big point. Um, you got to test him. He's a rookie quarterback. And our defense is playing with extreme confidence right now. So starting with the offense, let's look at that rookie quarterback and tell me what you see first, first opinion. Yeah, I mean, Daniel, I mean, he's – I think it's time – I think it was time for them to move on to Daniel. I mean, Eli was just um, – not really getting it done and it, it seemed like his time was was pretty much up and now it's time to move you know to the future and that's Daniel Jones um like Mark said I mean he was QB1 for us uh I think the challenges I mean obviously I think they're going to try some things different they're going to try some you know read options and and try to get him out of the pocket where it's easy throws bootlegs etc stuff like that but the main key the offense runs through number 26 I mean Bruce Arians talked about it that's Saquon Barkley. So the Bucks, I think, are going to have a stack box. They're going to bring a lot of pressure, like Mark said. Um, they've already blitzed. The yeah, they're going to send the dogs. They've already blitzed. I think they blitzed the most um, out of all the teams, 56%. Yep. So um, this is a next-gen stat. Yeah. Tampa Bay defenses blitz on 56.1% of dropbacks this season, highest in NFL. But then they give this little stat. Daniel Jones has completed nine of ten passes for 118 yards, but it was in the preseason. Yeah, and it was against second and third teamers, guys that are not even playing in the game right now. Um, so that I mean, that just shows you. So I, I would expect the Bucks to be very aggressive and attack the line of scrimmage and, and really get after it. Maybe even blitz on first and second down um, to get some negative plays, especially against Saquon because he's so deadly when he. He gets an inch of space. He can take it to the house. So tackling is going to be important and making sure we're wrapping up and getting after it. I fully agree. Like, I mean, looking at Daniel Jones, I just said it. You got to test him. You got to force his decision because if it's his first start in an NFL game on the road, right? the heat that we have over here. Yeah, it's going to be 90s. And this defense is nothing to play with right now. Like, they're – their confidence is sky high, like I mentioned. I mean, Sue and Vita Bay, if they get to him, he's he's done. Yeah. Like, if he gets one shoulder or one belly to the face of Vita Vea and he gets sandwiched on, like, he's going to be thinking of that every damn time. Yeah. And he's going to realize the difference between the college game and the NFL game. It's just our big guys in the middle are that big. Right. And our outside guys benefit based on those two. That's why I kind of made – notorious big as the intro song and harping again what we've been saying the middle guys are doing everything to attract attention to them and the outside guys shaq barrett call nasib pick your poison pick your poison 
right? Who are you going to double? Who are you going to cover? Because the two middle guys can kill you. The outside guys are just speed. What are you going to do? Right. Single them and look what happens. Three sacks. Yeah. <laughs> so you hope so, they keep saying, holy shit, Sue and Vita Vera are nasty. Shaq Barrett, Nassif, eat. Mm-hmm. And now Anthony Nelson. <laughs> but, I mean, to me, Daniel Jones, I liked him coming out. I hope he just gets scared out of his mind seeing these guys come after him. Yeah. And the way Todd Bowles runs his defense, he disguises so much by moving people all over the place. This is a tough defense for him to learn from. And I I honestly see we have to take advantage of this. Like, I'm seeing it. We have to get at least one or two picks. Oh, have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's going to be pressure. There's going to be testing. We may let up a deep ball, but that's with the sacrifice of him getting his ass just knocked on, on the ground mm-hmm. because there's not going to be a, a time where there shouldn't be pressure. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then harping what you said, running back is literally option one, two, and three for them right now. Because you were mentioning Benny Fowler is actually yeah, I was gonna get game in, time decision. Yeah, I was going to get into their uh, ahead, skill positions, and they just don't really have much at the receiver spot right now. Uh, they they might get Sterling Shepard back. I, I know he's in concussion protocol, so they might get him back. He's a good weapon, but other than that, they just don't have much as far as the receiving uh, you know outlets. Um, obviously, their big weapon in the receiving game is going to be Evan Ingram, the tight end. So that will that will probably be their main target, and that's a good target to have for a rookie quarterback is the tight end. Um, so I would expect you know the Bucks to to try to take him away. Um, as far as the passing game, because he is fast and he's like a receiver, um, but he's not a great blocker. I think you can attack him in the in the run game and and really make some plays there. But you know, it all starts with twenty six. They they got to find a way to shut him down. And then, like you said, I think they'll be able to disguise some things and and confuse um, Daniel Jones and hopefully get some you know pick sixes or whatever you you can do. You know, knock some balls out, fumbles, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, the the big point was. Send the dogs to Daniel Jones, but the first and main point should be stop 26, like you said, Saquon. The thing is, their O-line isn't – okay, I'll say this. Their team is designed to run the ball. Oh, yeah. They're really good run blockers. I love Will Hernandez. I mentioned him last year in the draft. Nate Solder is a pretty good tackle. Their center is – I have no clue who he is. John Halapio. Yeah, that's from Florida. He's a and pretty Kevin good center. Kevin Zietler is actually pretty good. Yeah. Mike Remmer is from Minnesota. Has always been an athlete. He's not a, a good blocker. He's a former buck. But, I mean, he's the guy that we, we can beat. Uh, I think that's the guy you attack. I think you attack the right side. Um, and especially with their inside guys focusing so much on, like you said, Vita Vey and Ndamukong Sue. Barrett and Nassib are going to have opportunities to especially beat their tackles because Soldier, even though he's good and he's long, he can be beat with speed. And I, I think that's something we can definitely take advantage of. Please. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but then again, like I was saying, like they're they're made to run the ball. Yeah. Even their receivers block well in the run game. Yeah, they're going to be without Cody Lattimore, and he's a big-time blocker. And with saying that, it's like if they get down – they, they can't resort to much because you got a rookie quarterback, you can put it all on his sleeves, it's, and then you don't have many passing options, like yeah, you just said, just besides Ingram. Ingram. It's that's Ingram it. and Barkley, and that's it. Yeah. That's that's your main two so guys. The thing is, you you got to attack, right? I mean, get ahead early and just start pushing it on them. Yeah, Make and them I, pass. Make them one-dimensional. Right. And Dominic and Sue had a, a interview saying that way. we got to make them one-dimensional. Oh, yeah. Do it. 
Stop. I mean, they did it with Christian McCaffrey. He's a hard damn man to stop. Mm-hmm. 57 yards, I think it was, in total. Right. Rushing and receiving. Correct. I mean, Saquon is, a, like Arian says, a different animal. But still, Arian doesn't have the experience that McCaffrey has right now. Yeah. And I mean, Saquon. Barkley. Yeah. Yeah. Barkley doesn't have the experience. Yeah. Barkley yeah. doesn't have the experience that McCaffrey has. Right. But the thing is, like, he's a freak of nature. But still, he was stopping Penn State. Mm-hmm. It's not like he you can't stop this guy. He he has elite ability, but he, if he has no chance to bounce right. because the middle of the defense pushed the pocket back, good. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Good stop right there. I mean, yeah. I think, again, based off what we saw last week, we should be able to c- contain him. Yeah, Saquon is very similar to how Adrian Peterson runs. Adrian Peterson runs away from color, as Derek Brooks likes to say. It's mm-hmm. basically run away from the jersey. So Saquon, yeah, does, does, Sa- yeah. Saquon does the same thing. So... If you force him to go just into a pile, I mean, you can you can shut him down. But the main thing is you got to contain. contain your gaps and, and be in the right spot. And I think we will. And I'm comfortable with Jordan Whitehead on Evan Ingram. I think that's a matchup we can definitely take advantage of. I think Whitehead, the way he's playing, yeah, I'm, I'm confident there. Yeah, last take on the run game. What you saw last week, the game plan was perfect. Like yeah. the, the two defensive tackles, Vea, Sue, pushing the pocket – forward and the two edge rushers usually barrett and nasib sometimes anthony nelson right they literally went so wide cam newton didn't have anything usually he's a running quarterback right i don't care yeah. about he's out this week with his right. foot right he didn't have options to get out of the pocket mm-hmm. because that pocket was it was contained the whole time and they did that for not only mccaffrey but for newton this defense ran perfectly and like the more you watch it i watched it i think three times you just see the scheme of the defense, what it happened, how it happened, and how they executed it. There was no options anywhere. You had to pass, and I, I'm sure they're going to make Daniel Jones pass. They're going to stop Saquon. They're going to find ways to stop Saquon. They're going to contain them. Yeah. If anything, force them inside your your monsters. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah, exactly right. And I think from the Giants' standpoint, you're going to see a lot of draws. You're going to see a lot of screens. You know, quick passing game. I think is going to be evident. So the Bucks just have to be ready for that. I think our corners have to do a good job of tackling uh, and being ready for when they're going to, you know, make those short passes and try to jump them. You can get some, you know, interceptions. Also, a big key is getting your hands up defensively. I think the defense line mm-hmm. needs to get their hands up. Uh, it's been known that Daniel Jones does have a little problem with his mechanics. He does have a tendency uh, to get his his football batted down at the line of scrimmage. Um, so that's something to look for. And also, uh, he did fumble three times in the preseason. So, you know, if you can get your hands around him, you can knock that ball out and, and cause some turnovers. So that's that's something to look for. Um, but that's that's pretty much the game plan defensively. Um, you want to go over to the offense yeah, quickly, for the Bucks offense? Quick recap on the Giants offense. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, option one. Option two, Evan Ingram. Option three, Sa- Saquon Barkley. <laughs> Saquon again, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. it's watch those two. It was kind of like what Steve Smith said in the before the, the pregame of Thursday night. It's Christian McCaffrey, Cam Newton, and then you don't know, everyone else. Right. Same damn thing. Yeah. We're seeing it yeah, I think- times two, and this team's nowhere near as strong defensively as Panthers are. Right. So, if you're hearing what we're saying – we should be able to win this game. Yeah, it's going to be a, sim- a very similar game plan to last week uh, against the Carolina. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think, you know, defensively, 
they play very well at home as well. The Bucks do, so that's in our favor. And we, I, we play well at home. We just got beat by the Forty ers No, defensively, I'm saying oh, okay. not our offense. That's okay. another story. Um, but I think they will play better this week. Uh, at least they should. But yeah, let's get into that uh, Bucks offense versus Giants defense. You know, looking at Giants defensively, you know, defensive line. I think they're pretty pretty stout. They have some big guys up front, uh, especially in the middle with Dalvin Tomlinson, 94, and then they Love have Dex, Dexter Lawrence, uh, B.J. Hill. Uh, the problem is they don't really have anybody to, to rush the passer like the Bucks do, you know, as far as Shaq Barrett and Carl Nassib. They have Marcus Golden, who is a former Arizona Cardinal, uh, and he has some ability. Uh, he can he can win with the speed rush, so we have to watch out for that. And then on the other side, they have Lorenzo Carter um, out of Georgia, who who's very athletic as well, but just – doesn't really he doesn't really do anything as far as pass rush moves uh to be honest so you know looking at that i think there's opportunities especially in the run game to attack the edges uh but i think this is going to be a big day for Jameis winston just looking at the the passing defense of the giants there's going to be opportunities and you know deandre baker that's someone they're going to identify and attack because he is a rookie but mark i'll let you uh take it away you pressed on like the two guys at in the middle. I think they're they're kind of designed the same way our defense is. Right. Stop the run first, and then cause pressure to force the decision. Yeah, they don't have the pieces that we have at this moment. Yeah, yeah they they like guys like Jabril Preppers who forces the issue. He's aggressive, fast downhill player. They like um, they picked up Alec Ogletree, right. who I think is a really good middle linebacker. He's just. He's just a downhill guy. Yeah. If there's no pressure, he's not going to do well because he can't cover. Yeah. And so, they, and I forgot to mention this. I'm sorry to interrupt, ahead, but they have James Betcher, who is their defense coordinator. He he worked under Bruce Arians um, in his time in Arizona. So it's a very similar defense to how Todd Bowles runs. Um, very aggressive. You know, runs blitzes and and man coverage, which is a great sign for the Bucks offense because yeah, we know what the hell to we, expect. Yeah, we know how to attack um, man their, coverage. Who their other safety is? Uh, I think uh, Antoine Bethea. Bethea, yeah, he he played with Arizona as well. What do you know? <laughs> so they know what this defense is going to look like. They've right. seen it in practice, all training camp. Okay, this is what they were expecting. Right. So what what was last time? A coach that knew what the defense was going to do or, or the offense was going to do, what happened? That oh, was John yeah. Gruden in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. They knew what the offense was going to do, and we, we just picked off a replay. They know what to expect from the defense. So, I mean, I don't mean the same result. I'm not looking 48-21, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> but, I mean, then, like you said, DeAndre Baker, rookie. This defense is still learning. Like, there were so many clips that you put up. Missed assignments. Wide open guys running. Can they make quick adjustments? Yeah, but it's not going to be everything. It's still right. learning is a process. You don't change flip script immediately and things change that quick. You have two rookie starters, Dexter Lawrence and DeAndre Baker. I mean, cornerbacks are first year. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, these are NFL receivers, and we got a good damn group in the wide receiver group. Yeah, and their linebackers, you know, the linebackers struggle to drop in coverage. I think that's that's something where we can take advantage of. Um, you know, that's why I think O.J. Howard's going to have a big day. I think Cameron Brake could have a big day. Um, there's going to be opportunities. Um, Chris Godwin against DeAndre Baker, I think they're going to take advantage of that matchup. Um, now, granted, you know, the New York Giants could they could pull a change up and play a lot of more zone coverage, and that's something that, you know, Pittsburgh did last year against us and really changed the script. Uh, so we have to be prepared for that. But if they do go zone, 
then we should be able to run the football. And I think yeah. that's that's something uh, you know Bruce Arians knows how to attack. Well, I'll say this. You said we'd be able to run the football. That is like we are mm-hmm. designed to do. Stop the football. Stop running the football first. Make people one-dimensional. Like we mentioned with Daniel Jones and their offense. Right. They are built. I mean, Dexter Lawrence is a massive individual. He's like RV Devea. Yeah. He's a bulldozer. He's not going to – no one's going to move him off the line. Dalvin Tomlinson is dirty. Yeah. From what I watched, the dude has quickness. He has power. He can do a lot. I don't, he's going to be a name you're going to hear more often than not in this game, probably in the rest of the season. He's right. He just popped off on tape a lot. So Dalvin Tomlinson, just remember that name. You just make sure you're on him. And then Dexter Lawrence is such a big-ass human being, it's going to be hard to just single him. Right. So the middle of their defense is very similar to ours. Where they lack, like you said, they don't have pass rushers. They don't have a Shaq Barrett. They don't have a Carl Nassib. Right. They don't have guys that they can rotate in like Anthony Nelson. So, I mean, that's where we benefit. They have Marcus Golden. That's about it. Yeah. I mean, good Bucks one, Giants zero. Okay. <laughs> so it's just looking at it that way, they don't have all the pieces yet. And if you don't have a pass rush and then you have a rookie cornerback who's still thinking and where am I supposed to be here? And then if he gets beat, he loses it. Yeah, and then you have linebackers who are hoping there's pressure and there's no pressure. I mean, the, Vita Vea and Sue feed the outside guys. The outside guys just got to win their one on ones. Right. Giants aren't winning their one on ones. Yes, our tackles are weaker. Mm-hmm. Demar Dotson and and Donovan Smith. I mean, yeah, he got paid, but I think he'll do well in this game. Right. Dotson, he's average. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. But I mean, to me, like I, I think they're they're good against the run. If we can start getting some play action, yeah. any run going, it's going to be dangerous. Yeah, I think this game we're going to start off with a pass. I think it's it's important that we pass more on first down this week. Um, that's something that has been kind of flipped upside down. We've been running a lot on first down. Um, but I think this week you need to open it up with play action, use a lot of play action, um, have Jameis in the shotgun if possible at all times, um, and, and just – and run it off the shotgun. There's a lot of plays where I think Ronald Jones can be very effective where you're just running a shotgun, off tackle, uh, a lot of gaps that can be um, available for for the offense. And I just think we'll be able to attack with the, the mismatches that are going to be presented. Like I said, they're going to go after DeAndre Baker. They're going to attack Jabril Prepper, Pre- uh, Peppers. <laughs> I can't say his name. Jabril Peppers in coverage because he's, he's a liability. Um so there's going to be opportunities. I think the main thing for the Bucks offense, just don't beat yourself. If we can limit the penalties and don't have any turnovers like we did last week and clean some stuff up, we'll be fine. I mean, we I think we scored every drive so far this year when we don't have a penalty. So, I mean, that goes to show you as long as we don't beat ourselves, we're good to go. Yeah, Luffwich mentioned that. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said about Peppers, if Peppers is one-on-one with O.J., Winston should be smiling and saying, okay. You got to hit it. I got this, buddy. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and then I've been talking some crap about OJ. I'm talking crap because I know he's, he's better than how he's played. The last game, I put up a clip again, Leftwich saying, okay, well, we're designing plays to, to make it happen. Right before the intro, he mentions how OJ was doubled. Godwin was the benefactor. Right. Teams are doubling OJ. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got to think of it that way, too. Yeah. There's only so many guys in our our lineup that you can double. Yeah, it's usually uh, Evans, no matter what. And then now it's debating: is it going to be Godwin this time since he's catching all the touchdowns, 
And then guess who's going to open up? O.J. Howard. Yeah. So this is O.J. talking about the game he thinks he should have because what he sees in the defense of the New York Giants. What do you see from the Giants? How do you expect that you're going to be successful on Sunday against them? Um, you know, they do a lot of man coverage. You know, uh, got an opportunities to win one-on-ones. And uh, I think that's a part of my game that I, I really do well at winning one-on-ones, getting open, creating space and separation. So um, when, when those opportunities come, I'm looking forward to the ball and uh, making plays. I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. And that's what we were talking about. There's a lot of man coverage. Uh, I think the Bucks will really benefit if they run some just simple drag routes, uh, slants. Um, there's going to be opportunities. Like, And I, I put it up on Twitter. There's plenty of plays to be made. Um, you had guys for Buffalo that were just running scot-free, wide open, um, because of busted coverage. I think there was one down the sideline. And then Josh Allen missed like the easiest touchdown of the year. Um, to a guy, you know, running down the middle of the field. There was um, no pressure on him either. No. I mean, it was like he – and he overthrew it by 10 yards. I was like, I was like, please, Jameis, just hit that. I was yeah. like, if that opportunity comes, Jameis has to make and that pull. And middle of the field too. That's right. an area where Jameis doesn't it's, have the best well, usually <laughs> successful he's, Well, usually he's good on the middle. Um, but Deshaun yeah. didn't think so. Yeah, well, Deshaun's Deshaun. And he's, <laughs> he's out again this week. So there's that. But <laughs> – but yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be plenty of opportunities. I think um, OJ would be a good bet for fantasy purposes. I'm putting it out there. Uh, I think he'll he'll have a good day. I agree with you. I yeah, mean, I yeah. think this is a situation where if he's one on one, he's going to eat. Right. I mean, I I ream him because I know he how good he can be. And these guys that were saying, "Oh, trade OJ for Jalen Ramsey," no, that's another thing, a topic I wanted to get on. Yeah, let's go. Let's go around the NFL a little bit because there's Drew Brees out for six weeks, which is huge. You have Cam Newton out this week. Um, Just so cut me off, you I, bitch. I know. Go we're gonna get into Jalen Ramsey. I promise. But. <laughs> But just to go around the NFL, I mean, that's why this week is so huge because, you know, the Bucks win this week, you're two and one, you take advantage of, you kind of take control of the division for, for the meantime. So it's very important that we win and not let last week's win go to nothing. So, but around the NFL, I mean, you have Breeze out. So now we have to see if Teddy Bridgewater can, you know, maintain, um, <laughs> the Panthers, I think are going to be, Oh, and three. I think Arizona will probably win just because they're they're facing Kyle Allen, who I don't even know who that is. So that Texas A and M guy. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, to the Jalen Ramsey point, I mean that was that was just ridiculous. I'll let you I'll let you take it away since I interrupted. <laughs> no, good thing you mentioned all that stuff. And Antonio Brown is cut, baby. Yeah, he's good. He gone. Jeez. If the Patriots, you can't make on the Patriots. You deserve to just be out of the league. He should be banned anyway. Just to see. But there was many uh, people saying, oh, trade OJ for Jalen Ramsey. We need him. I want to discuss all the things that are wrong about that point. And they were justifying it. Oh, it'd be so simple. Trade a first-round pick, (laughs) OJ Howard, and Carlton Davis. And I'm like, guys, come on. For real? Really? We just invested all this in the secondary, and you want to just think you can make a quick fix with a drama – dramatized cornerback who's yeah. demanding to be on another team because he's sucking ass yeah. on this team. Plus, he Not wants- he's sucking ass, but the team's sucking ass. Yeah. He's pulling Antonio Brown. You're just bringing more drama to the team. We just cleaned the locker room of drama. Right. Why do you want to bring more drama into it? I don't care about what Jameis Winston said in 2016 saying, oh, I'll, I'll make a, a price cut on my salary to bring Jalen Ramsey in here. He's a dog. <laughs> I don't give a shit. 
Jalen Ramsey is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Do we need drama in this locker room? No. No. Do we need cohesive unit in this locker room? Yes. <laughs> Don't bring someone that hasn't gone through what BA's taught and preached for a while now right. and ruin it all. It's stupid. Yeah. Carlton Davis is a rising, not star, I don't want to say star, but he could be. You never know. And he knows the system. He fits it perfectly. Jalen Ramsey does fit it exactly perfectly too. But still, we have so much draft assets in this mm-hmm. and you haven't you're not going to let them even grow to see it because you want the quick fix you want the big shiny new car you want to be one of these people that spends on their credit card immediately and then just gets their credit just run to shit because you don't make smart decisions stop <laughs> god and then trading oj howard your what 19th overall pick right who himself is a freak athlete probably the second best if not the best athlete on this team that could be a Gronk. That could be a, another crazy-ass player in this league. Just because of two weeks he hasn't gotten the ball, let's get rid of his ass. <laughs> and then yeah. Cam Braid's contract's at, at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we lose Bray. Okay, we're going to run with Tanner Hudson next year. Yeah. Smart move. Yeah, Guys, think logically. Oh, and then get rid of your first pick, too. Yeah. Because we're all 100% confident in Jameis Winston, right? Just a week ago, y'all were saying this is bullshit. He's trash. We needed to get a quarterback. One week changes that much. I just I got to get all that out there. You wanted to limit, just get rid of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, I agree with it. Uh, there's a lot of factors, and you you brought them all up. Um, you know, Jameis being a big one, not giving away draft capital because we don't know yet. We still have to see Jameis be consistent week in and week out, and that's very important for this week. You know, this is the type of game where we want to see Jameis play like he's capable of and, and have that big four touchdown, yeah. you know, zero interception type game and continue to, to elevate. So that's one thing. And I don't I don't agree with giving up draft picks, especially, you know, two first-round picks probably that it would take or, you know, a first and a third or, or whatever you have. And then maybe a player as well, especially the caliber of O.J. Howard. That's just – that's beyond ridiculous to me, beyond – Beyond, it's just it's that bad of an idea. It was just funny that all the justification I saw all over Twitter yeah. about it. And and you're looking at a player in Jalen Ramsey, who has has been nothing but trouble. He's a loud mouth in the in the media. A guy that I think is is me first. You know, not team. It's not about team. It's about him. Yeah, he can say he wants to win and this and that. But the guy wants a, a sixteen million dollar per year contract coming up. He wants to be the highest paid corner. And maybe that's rightfully so. He is a damn good corner, but it's just not worth it, guys. I mean, and like you said, the biggest point, we have guys like Carlton Davis, VH3, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jamel Dean, all these guys that we just brought in that we're trying to develop. Um, yeah, it makes no sense to, to go after a guy like that. It makes zero sense, yeah. guys. Okay. Now, if it was a, a Pro Bowl right tackle or Pro Bowl right guard, I would go after it for sure. But those are not available. So I mean, okay. So what what was the quote I said about a week ago by Aristotle? A whole is greater than the some of the parts. some of, some of its parts. Yeah. Think about that, guys. A whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Right. If you're gonna pay Jalen Ramsey, who is a part, sixteen million dollars, you're ruining the whole. Mm-hmm. A whole. Team, this is applied to team sports. A whole team is what gets you to the championship. Yeah. 
what the Patriots do every damn year, and the rest of the NFL is just stupid and don't think about it. Mm-hmm. They quickly got rid of Antonio Brown because they know what a team is. They got rid of their trash, and they're like, okay, we're, I know he's a great player, but we're better without him because right. he's bringing drama, Jalen Ramsey, and he's bringing loudmouth, Jalen Ramsey, contract, Jalen Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Do you want all that in your team? Right. Especially- and this is, a t- this is a guy that is learning from Antonio Brown, actually. So yeah. he's a follower of Antonio Brown because Antonio Brown wanted to get off of a team. He got off the team. He got on a team that he thinks is the best damn team. Yeah, they are the best damn team. And you just got shit on by that best damn team because they, they saw it themselves. Like, we thought we could change you like Randy Moss, but Randy Moss was smart. Mm-hmm. This dude's just being a hard ass. Right. Yeah. Come on, guys. No, like, I, I agree with that. And, and you go back to the contract point. You know, we already have some bad contracts on the Bucks team right now. I mean, and those are guys that we had to overpay. Um, you you overpay you had to overpay for JPP because you needed a, a pass rusher. You know, you have Ryan Jensen at eleven million dollars per year, which he's not worth. But you know, there's a couple contracts. You have a lot of investments in your offense line and defense line. Um, so there, and then you need a, a contract for a potential Jameis Winston a Winston uh, renewal. So that's going to be a lot of finances going into the team um i know they have cap space going into next year that's going to co- pop up but still based you, on Brait leaving though yeah based on all these things that could potentially happen um so you got to play that into a factor it's not just about what you can do now sure we would love to make all these moves and, and win the super bowl this year but that's not guaranteed yeah, yeah and wh- who thinks we're super bowl bound right now right we Do we have, have Tom Brady at quarterback? We have no idea. Or a healthy Drew Brees? Yeah. Or a guy that you know can get us there? The only thing Winston's proved to you is that he is consistently inconsistent. Yeah. Well, that means nothing to me. Right. In, in four, and a half, four years and two games, he's shown he can be great one game, he can shit the bed the next. You can't invest your whole franchise's year and then three to five years later mm. on that capability. No. Right. Let it play out. Let the system that Arians, Todd Bowles brought in here work. Yeah. Don't just automatically like I don't know what we we're thinking. Like, <laughs> we are thinking something. I don't know what Bucks fan nation is yeah. thinking. Guys, come on. Yeah, it's it's all about you know just the quick result. You know, maybe going, it's because he's a Florida State guy. That could be it. I don't. I don't that know. Could be it. But uh, maybe the Derwin James crowd. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But. Yeah, I want to get back. I mean, and that I'm goes. Sorry. sorry for the rant, guys. No, it's fine. Jeez. It was good to get that get that on the table, but and and that goes back to my key point of this game. And I think it it, it all goes on Jameis Winston this week. I think you know if Jameis plays well and he plays like he's capable of, um, and, and improves on some little things that he didn't do last week, I think you have a chance to blow this team out. And I think it's an easy win, thirty five to probably 14 or something like that if, if Jameis plays like he's capable of because there will be opportunities uh, to take advantage of but Jameis has to make the plays yeah so what's funny you said 35-14 I said 35-10 okay in at work so to the point of we haven't really allowed many touchdowns we've Only allowed one. one yeah one in two games so and the most I mean the most points the defense has allowed not the offense has given up is what, 17? Would you say 17? 16. 16. San Francisco went for two at the end there. Okay. So. But, I mean, I, I think 14's a reach, especially with the team with a rookie quarterback and only pretty much one well, and a half I options. Only, yeah, I mean, I only well, gave him 14 just because 
it, it's really on the offense this week for for the Bucks. I mean, if if they it's are, or how high is our number going to be? Kind of right. Thing. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, if the Bucks are you know stalling out and and the Giants are on the field for a long time, I could see you know our defense getting worn out. I mean, especially with the way they're going to be operating their offense, running the football, it's going to be hot. So the the offense needs to be efficient this week and. And the main key is getting out to the lead. Uh, you know, so James playing well and getting to the lead. Those are probably my two biggest yeah. things. We do that, then we'll be in good shape. Because, like you said, they just don't have much to fight back with as as far as coming back from deficits. Yeah, that, and then also, I'm not one to get into what's the score of the game going to be. I don't give a shit. I just no, want to win the game. We just need to win. Yeah. I don't care if it's by one point. I just want to win the damn game. Yeah, you got to win. Yeah, I want to win with fashion saying that we can win against teams that we should beat right and to be honest a team that has barkley and evan ingram who's a maybe option mm. we should beat right if that's the only two guys you got to worry about yeah considering all the crap that we have mm-hmm. and then our defense is playing lights out right now you got to take advantage of these games yeah and this is a, a almost a statement game to see where we're at really it's at home against a rookie quarterback, yeah. against a team that's shown obvious assignment mistakes right. all across the board. I mean, yeah, they can run the ball. Like you said, if they get ahead early, we should just mm-hmm. coast. Yeah. Start enforcing your will on this team. Right. And this will show if we're at that level yet. It's only the third damn game. Yeah. But the thing is, it's a big step though because yeah. you you got to be able builder, momentum yeah. builder. You got to be able to build off of last week, and last week was a huge win. It was a huge division win, but it don't mean shit if you don't win this week. And you, you got to be able to stack them up, like Bruce Arians likes to say. So stack them, stack them up, you know. Uh, so we got to get that done. Um, it's it's a home game. You got to win your home games, and you know we let the first one slip slip away because of stupidity. We got to be better this week. I can't. Agree any more than you just made it. I mean, I had my rant. Like, I'm all ranted out. But right. I think a Bucks should win this game. If it isn't, you're going to hear a lot of angry, angry Bucks fans. And we'll look at it again. If if it, if it we do lose, it's because Winston made some mistakes again. Exactly. And then everyone's going to be on his ass again saying, oh, we don't need this quarterback. But then you were just willing to get rid of a first-round pick for Jalen Ramsey because we're going to the Super Bowl, right, guys? Yeah, but that was the end of the rant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a great opportunity to set yourself up going into next week's game against the Rams. Who that'll be a challenge, but we'll get to that when we get to it. But anyway, I, I guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, thank you all for the questions. Be sure to email us realbuckstalk at gmail dot com. Uh, follow us at realbuckstalk on Twitter, Facebooks, you know, Instagram, all of it. It's all there. Uh, but anyway, everybody have a great weekend and go Bucks.